0: Welcome back in to a new edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. This podcast I am so excited for because it signifies one particular thing. The 2018 preseason is finally coming to a close for the Denver Nuggets. From here on out, we are only going to be talking about regular season occurrences, and I cannot begin to tell you how happy that makes me. From here on out, every practice matters, every play matters, every game matters, every possession matters, and we will no longer be recklessly speculating about a Nuggets team that is experimenting throughout the preseason. This game, or this podcast, I should say, is going to encompass basically everything that happened in the Nuggets. Uh, what was the final score? 98-93 um, to 93 victory over the Chicago Bulls. There will be a podcast I'm going to record tomorrow on Saturday that will probably post late Saturday night or early Sunday morning, covering the entire preseason, but we're just going to get into everything that happened throughout the Basically, insane randomness of this Nuggets win over the Bulls. It was a strange game, because the script kind of just flipped. The Nuggets starters were the ones that really kept things afloat, while the bench unit struggled. From the get-go, it was kind of just a sloppy start. You could tell that guys weren't completely sure of themselves at this point, but... Once they got going, once their aggressiveness came to be, the nugget starters were relentless. it doesn't they may have not shot you know ridiculously well necessarily, but they were absolutely strong enough from start to finish to be able to secure this win, even though they did not play at all in the fourth quarter um, The biggest thing that for me that was a takeaway, which we'll get to a lot more later in the podcast, is just how relentless this Nuggets team was defensively. It was definitely Gary Harris and Jamal Murray at the point of attack, but it wasn't just them. Nikola Jokic was playing up and aggressive. Mason Plumlee was playing up and aggressive. Um, It really didn't matter. You pick a player out of the roster, whether it was Will Barton or Paul Millsap or Trey Lyles or Malik Beasley, these guys were just flying around defensively, and it was one of the best sights that you could have seen from this Nuggets team considering that that was their biggest weakness last year um the bench unit this this time was not very good they were not anywhere near as dominant as they have been but it was good to see the starters carry this nuggets team to their fourth preseason win in five games the nuggets finished preseason um i believe four and one at this point and finally again we are headed towards regular season action um we're going to get into everything from this game from top to bottom first quarter through fourth in a second but before we get there let me give you a word from our sponsors the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast is presented by Terrapin Care Station. Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with high-quality cannabis products at everyday low prices, serving the communities of Denver, Boulder, and Aurora. They offer their own flower and concentrates, as well as all of the brands you love at prices that you just won't believe. They pride themselves in having the most knowledgeable and professional staff in the industry, and their team will work with you one-on-one to help you find the products that are just perfect for you. Their dispensary are unassuming, safe, and discreet with ample parking at every location for a seamless retail experience. For up-to-date menus and promotions, head down to www.terrapincarestation.com or just come visit one of their five convenient Colorado locations today. Again, that is www.terrapincarestation.com. That is terrapincarestation.com for all of your cannabis needs. Alright, let's jump into the rest of the analysis from the Nuggets win over the Bulls tonight. So, like I was saying earlier, the script really flipped because it was the Nuggets starters that came out firing while the bench unit struggled more so than they have so far throughout the preseason. Um, It was a sloppy start. There were back-to-back travels by Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap, um, but their three-point shooting kept them alive until suddenly all that tenacity bubbled to the surface. By the time the first quarter had come to an end, the Nuggets had already gotten 10 points off of turnovers, and Jamal Murray and Gary Harris were getting into seemingly every single passing lane. I mean, there's not enough that can be said about the aggressiveness that Jamal Murray and Gary Harris play with tonight, and we might as well just start there. When you look at the box score for the starting backcourt for the Chicago Bulls, it's Zach Levine and Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn had six turnovers while Zach Levine had four tonight, and that was specifically because of all of the ball pressure that the Nuggets backcourt of Jamal Murray and Gary Harris played with. They were everywhere tonight they were rotating they were fighting over screens they were getting up into guys and really pressuring ball handlers in that way and Gary Harris ended up finishing with two steals while Jamal Murray finished with five this was probably the best defensive game that I have seen from Nikola Jokic uh, I'm sorry from Gary Harris and Jamal Murray together they were just hounding anybody who had the ball in their hands And when the Nuggets play with this level of aggressiveness as a defensive philosophy, it starts to just bleed into the rest of the team. And just like Nikola Jokic's passing gets other players to cut, when the rest of the Nuggets team starts to play with an aggressiveness, everybody else wants to get in on the action. You saw Nikola Jokic hedging way far out and getting up the court into the ball handlers to really slow guys down from getting downhill going to the rim. Paul Millsap was great in this. Will Barton even, who is not necessarily known to be a great defender, was using his length very well well in attacking guys that was really the story of this game for the starters for me they did not win with their offensive output they were strong offensively but it was their defense that really set up all of these great things that they had i mean when you come out and you have 10 points off of turnovers in the first quarter alone you know things are going phenomenal for them at that point um Beyond that, Nikola Jokic was a little shaky in the first quarter, but he got his footing in the second, in his second stint late in the second quarter, and he looked a lot better. He looked more engaged, it seemed like, it looked like the Jokic of old. I mean, he finished tonight with 15 points, 7 rebounds, and 5 assists, um, but he did have 5 turnovers. This is the one negative thing that the Nuggets starters need to figure out. Because their their, back, or sorry, their front court of Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic, they have just been as turnover prone as it gets. Uh, Jokic had five turnovers tonight, and Paul Millsap had three turnovers tonight. I don't know what is going on with them. I don't know if it's the spacing. I don't know if they're just trying to figure each other out. But both of them have just been very loose with the ball thus far, and it's really hurt this Nuggets team. They need to find a way to get on the same page and limit the these turnovers, or else things are going to continue, continually spiral out of control. As of right now, through five preseason games, Paul Millsap has 11 turnovers to 10 assists. That just cannot happen. The Nuggets need so much more out of Paul Millsap, and the last thing they need from him is him being making the wrong decision more often than he's making the right decision. It's going to take time for him to find his spot within this Nuggets offense, but He can't be a negative in this regard, but even worse is in five games, Nikola Jokic has 19 turnovers. That's almost four a game, and he has 19 turnovers and only 18 assists. This might be the only time that we can say that Nikola Jokic has more turnovers than assists on the season. That is not how he plays. It is not who he is, but at this point... It has become a thing that we have to pay attention to because this is not just a one or two game thing. This has been all the way throughout the preseason. Nikola Jokic has been very loose with the ball. So if the Nuggets can, start, can find a way to tighten up their, the fact that they're just giving away possessions with these turnovers, their offense could, could, could take off to an entirely different level. The other storyline of the first quarter was who the first subs were off the bench for the Nuggets. That has been the talking point throughout this preseason is the bench unit and how that rotation is going to shake out. Um, Michael Malone went with a 10-man rotation tonight. He played Trey Lyles as the first man off the bench. Malik Beasley was the second guy off the bench, then Mason Plumley, and then Juancho Hernan Gomez. Um, This was kind of a surprise because Torrey Craig was not included in these subs, and Torrey Craig went on to not play the entire game. There hasn't been any report as to if he's just hurt or if he's just need to get a rest day or if Michael Malone just wanted to see more of Juancho Horner, Gomez, and Malik Beasley in this game. But Torrey Craig is a guy who is pretty assuredly going to be in the rotation when the regular season comes around. Um, still, Monte Morris ended up coming in at the start of the second quarter because Jamal Murray played the entire first quarter. But that was the 10-man rotation that Michael Malone went with in this game. Um, when it comes to... The Wancho Hernan Gomez-Malik Beasley battle really wasn't that good tonight. Malik Beasley did, did himself no favors. He went 0 of 8 from the field and 0 of 5 from 3, did not score a point, had two rebounds, two assists, and only one turnover, but he needs to bring more to the table than that. He did defend at a high level, I thought, tonight and was flying around on that side, on that end of the floor, but overall, it was not a great game from him. And that was in 19 minutes of action. Juancho Hernan Gomez played 18 minutes of action, only had three points, and only got up three shots, two of which were three-pointers. He was one of three from the field, one of two from the three-point line, added four rebounds and one assist to the mix. Neither of them stood out, which at this point for me just tells me that Malik Beasley is kind of has his control on that, on that rotational spot of being the 10th guy. Um, we'll see how it plays out. I doubt that Malone sticks with a 10 man rotation throughout the majority of the preseason or of, of the regular season, but we'll just have to wait and see. It, overall, though, neither of them stood out in any capacity, and that's not good for either of them. Malone's going to need to figure out who he plays, but as of right now, there just wasn't enough to say either way who stood out. Um, the second quarter comes around, and the entire bench is in the game at this point. Uh, Trey Lyles immediately put up nine points on three of three shooting in his first like six minutes on the court, and was just scoring from everywhere. He had a three, he had an and one, he had a long mid-range two, he was rebounding well, and he continually keeps to um, add to the mystique of how good he could be this year. Yes, he's been the preseason MVP in my opinion, but... We just don't know exactly how he's going to play with a smaller role when the actual rotations start to kick into gear and he's playing less minutes than he has been. Because, again, tonight he had 23 minutes and he's been playing about that much, but that's what the starter's not playing at all in the fourth quarter. There's going to be less minutes than that for him, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can continue to produce at this high level otherwise. Um, he did—he was not able to last year. When he played under 19 minutes a game, his um, shooting percentages fell off a cliff. He wasn't quite as productive as a rebounder or as a scorer, but when he played over 20 minutes, all of those numbers were higher, stronger, and more efficient. Um, Overall, though, it was a strong game from Lyles. He cooled off rapidly in the second half. He only scored one point after that 3-of-3 start, which means that he went 1-of-6 from the field after starting 3-of-3, and he did not hit a three-pointer tonight. But it's good to see him getting seven rebounds. Rebounding was always one of his deficiencies, but it seems that that is starting to change. It's changed last year when he reworked on his body and came back so much stronger, and you can see it so far in the preseason. Um, I thought Mason Plumley was strong tonight. He only shot 3 of 7 from the field, had 6 points, but adding in 9 rebounds, 5 offensive and 2 assists is a very good game in my opinion. They don't need Mason Plumley to, you know, go outside the box. This Mason Plumley of rebounding hard, setting hard screens, rolling to the rim and being a secondary or tertiary creator for the bench unit is the ideal role for him and he continues to look pretty strong in that role. Um, Overall, though, nothing really stood out for Mason Plumlee, in my opinion. Uh, The one thing the Nuggets bench unit did do, even though they weren't scoring well, was that they were also playing just hyperactive defense. That's what kept them in the game. The Nuggets did not necessarily just blow out the bowls, and there was never any moment where it felt like they were running away with the game. There were some ebbs and flows for sure, some peaks and valleys that Malone spoke on after the game, but the defense kept this game close, and it allowed the Nuggets to make runs when they needed it to. And it wasn't just the starters, it was also the bench unit. And if the Nuggets can continually get this level of aggressive defense, they are going to be better for it. I mean, I've talked to every single one of the Nugget starters at this point, and every single one has told me at different periods in time that they like to play a more aggressive brand of basketball. They feel like it fits more into their wheelhouse as players. It it makes them feel like they're more involved. And for players like Nikola Jokic, they don't feel like a sitting duck like that. When Nikola Jokic drops in a pick-and-roll coverage and kind of takes up that middle part of the paint it's hard for him to be quick enough to recover on a guard that has a full head of steam coming at him already that's two full steps worth of speed when Nikola Jokic is already flat on his feet backpedaling now that Nikola Jokic is playing up the court you see all of these fast hands and them get into passing lanes and creating turnovers and gobbling up steals and that is really what has allowed this Nuggets defense in this game against the Bulls to look so strong the Nuggets had 13 steals in this game And they forced the Bulls into 17 turnovers, and it was honestly much worse than that because the bench unit was not forcing turnovers at the same clip that the starters were. Still, though, to see this Nuggets team playing aggressively and up on the floor like this, it's such such an important thing. And it's so important for them to put together a productive defense that could be... Nearing the top half of defenses in the in the National Basketball Association, they are no means already there. They have not figured it out necessarily. But Paul Millsap wants to play more aggressively. Nikola Jokic wants to play more aggressively. Will Barton wants to play more aggressively. Gary Harris wants to play more aggressively. So does Jamal Murray and Mason Plumley was hedging beyond the three point line tonight. Clearly this Nuggets team is more engaged defensively when they are playing up the floor like that. And I have a very strong suspicion we're going to see a lot more of the Nuggets trying to force turnovers and get up into guys and not be reactive defensively for the rest of the year. And if they do, it's going to be very, very good for them. Um, It'll allow them to have more possessions offensively if they're stealing possessions from the other team on the defensive end of the ball. Um, Going back into the bench unit, there was almost a three-minute stretch where the bench unit could not score. The Bulls ended up tying the game at like 48, I believe, but the Nuggets' defense got back into the game again. They had 11 first-half steals, and they were just all over the floor. And even though they weren't able to score, suddenly the Nuggets were still holding on to this game, and they weren't just bleeding points, and it was because of that um, defensive energy. Again, too many turnovers at this point in the game. Um, Both Nikola Jokic and Paul Millsap were just bleeding possessions, and it was not good. I mean, Trey Lyles also had two turnovers. Mason Plumlee had two turnovers. So it wasn't just the starters, but when eight of the Nuggets' 16 turnovers come from just two players in Jokic and Millsap, it's very clear that the issue was with those two, not necessarily the rest of the roster. So somehow the Nuggets need to find a way to clean that up. Um, Jumping to the third quarter, this is where Nikola Jokic finally finally started looking like Nikola Jokic. He was bending the defense to his will. He was stretching the floor with three-pointers. He had two of three in the third quarter alone, and you saw three assists from him where he was really able to put guys in position to do what they do best. The most surprising part of the third quarter was how engaged Nikola Jokic was defensively as well. The starters played four of the five starters, Paul Millsap did not, but the four of the five starters played the entire third quarter, and really, they played a strong defensive quarter. Their shots were not falling, they were not looking as strong as they could have looked, but overall, it was nice to see Nikola Jokic engaged in this way. We hadn't seen it since the first preseason game of the year against the Lakers in San Diego, but... For him to come out and put together this level of intensity and aggression was very much so a good sign for the Nuggets because he had not been as interested to this point. Nikola Jokic finished the game with 15 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, but had 5 turnovers against 2 steals and a block. So he filled up the stat sheet, but not necessarily in the best ways, but it was good to see him efficient again, 6 of 9 from the field, and then also hitting his threes. he was 3 of 4 tonight. The other thing from the third quarter that was interesting was the fact that Denver's defense was engaged not just for the first half, but all the way through the second half, including that third quarter. They only gave up 26 points in that third quarter, and overall they held the Chicago Bulls 34% from the field and 31% from three. They were just flying around. They were closing out with aggression. They were really trying to put a defensive stamp on this game, and that is exactly what they did. Uh, Jamal Murray's shot started to fall. He was 2-2. of from the three-point line in that third quarter and was just really lighting it up and stretching that floor out again because if Jamal Murray can continually get better and better as a three-point shooter, something he is absolutely capable of doing, the Nuggets offense is going to get so spaced out that defenses will not have a way to defend them. And that is what it looked like. Um, even better is that the Nuggets stopped turning the ball over in the third quarter. They only had one up until the very end of the, of the quarter, and then they ended up with three in the frame. But you could tell that there was an actual, an absolute, um, I guess, a determination to control the ball better than they had at that point. Unfortunately, once the third quarter was starting to get to the end of it and the starters knew their time was coming up, they kind of took their foot off the gas and allowed the Bulls to close in that end of the, of the third quarter, which eventually fell into the fourth quarter as well. The fourth quarter was just, the, was just for the bench unit. The Nuggets starters were off of the floor. That is why they played the entire third quarter, is that they were not going to play the fourth quarter. Malone was not going to risk injury, and apparently he saw enough from his starters at that point. The Bench Unit again had their second three minute stretch where they did not score a bucket. That is really what allowed the Bulls to close this game within you know a couple points and What was most interesting is again the Nuggets' defense stepped up when they needed them most and they function at a very high level and when they when you're able to get that kind of defensive intensity you're always going to be in a very very close tightly contested game and that is exactly what happened so the nuggets ended up Coming out of this game with a win again. They are now 4-1 in preseason after a 98-93 to victory. And it was just great to see this team battle for 48 minutes from the second the tip happened. There were moments where their shot wasn't falling. They got a little sloppy, but it was never for a lack of effort or energy. And that has to make Michael Malone a very, very happy person. This is the last podcast of the preseason. Well, there's going to be one more encapsulated in the preseason, but this is the last time that there is going to be coverage of a game that is not a regular season game. From here on out, everything matters, every game matters, and it's going to be such a fun season, so I'm hoping that you stick around and listen to the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast as they come out. And again, please go check out our sponsors of our show, Terrapin Care Station, at all their dispensaries around Denver. Go into iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. You can even unsubscribe and resubscribe subscribe but just adds my numbers even higher and leave comments that i know what the kind of feedback is that you that you're looking for out of this podcast also rate this podcast that helps me a lot as well but That's all we got from here tonight. Make sure to follow the Nuggets Daily Podcast Twitter handle at Nuggets underscore Daily. You can follow me on Twitter at TJMcBrideMBA. If you want to email me, my email is TMcBride3793 at Gmail. It is also in the bio of my Twitter handle. If you want to subscribe to the show or just shoot me a note, I'm always around to talk. That's what I do. But thank you very, very much for listening to this podcast. And we will talk to you again once we get to October 17th for the Nuggets regular season open for